Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space, ready to give you guys some food for thought for the week. So, to that end, my friends, I wanted to think about this idea for you. So, the idea I have, very simple, very straight ahead. I, quite often... When I get a new student in class, I have to work with them on containing their tired. Here's what I mean. When they're working their butt off on the bag, when they're training and putting their work in and they're getting exhausted, it's all they can do on their face, on their body language, and sometimes even verbally to let everybody in the world know just how tired they are, just how how fatigued they are. Now, the thing is, I always think that that's the wrong mindset to keep that, that instead we should keep that to ourselves. that we should focus on keeping it in and having a little bit of a poker face, so to speak. So let's illustrate why. I'll start by giving talking a little bit about some of my older students, like years and years and years ago, when I was in my sensei school, I had this one guy, and he actually was a very accomplished martial arts competitor. Uh, he went out uh, and even became like a a very good fighter. He achieved quite a few things in fighting, had this great record and everything, did really well. But it was so funny because when he was training, he was always the first one to make all these noises and grunts and groans blah, 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 when he was tired. Right? He'd be so tired when he's doing his push-ups. They'd say, ha, ah, ha, ah, ah, ha, about how, about with every push-up that he did. But did he really need to do all that? Of course, the answer was no. Of course, he didn't need to do that. But what was he really doing? He was trying to draw a little attention to how hard he was working. He was a little bit on the arrogant side. But he was keeping it, he was keeping his fatigue in the forefront of his mind. He was advertising to everybody just how tired he was. So the thing is, when you think about martial arts, that would be like the exact worst thing to do. Well, let's think about why. I always want to relate it back to self-defense. That's been our focus. This is something we've been thinking about quite a bit for the past several weeks. And that's certainly an important thing in martial arts. 
So to that end, what we have to think about is how would this relate to self-defense? Well, think about it this way. If in self-defense, someone threw a punch or kick at somebody else, and that person who got hit makes the biggest deal about how much it hurt, oh, cries, carries on, right? Makes these big, these big gestures, makes all these big uh, sounds and so forth, just about how much they, they're feeling that strike that person threw. Now, the person who threw that strike, suddenly they feel so empowered. Suddenly they feel so powerful, so strong. And as a result, they grow in confidence. If we're thinking about this self-defense situation in terms of, of momentum, we've put the momentum in that puncher or kicker's court because now they're feeling strong, they're feeling confident, they're feeling like they're winning, for lack of a better word. Think about the exact opposite. Think about every good nightmare that we've had. Right? In a nightmare, when the monster is chasing you or whatever, and you're throwing stuff at it, and you're punching and kicking at the monster, the monster just keeps coming, no matter what. It doesn't even register any of the strikes that you land, any of the crazy things that you throw at it, any of the obstacles you put in its way. It will not be stopped or deterred. And that makes it even scarier. So now, let's go back to that same idea of self-defense. So now, in self-defense, that one person throws their absolute best punch. They happen to land it on the other person. And that person who gets punched doesn't register it at all. Their face doesn't change. Their body language doesn't change. They don't make a sound. Oh my God, how intimidating would that be? That's like the thing of nightmares. That really now you that person has become that unstoppable demon that just keeps coming in a person's nightmares. That's crazy. Now, how does this relate to showing our fatigue? Well, simple. It's the same impulse. Because really, what is fatigue? It's discomfort. You're uncomfortable because of how tired you are. Of course, should be. But the thing with it is, when it comes to that discomfort, you don't need to let everybody in the world know how uncomfortable you are. You have to keep it in a little bit. Now, this goes much greater than physical conditioning and much greater than self-defense. I mean, think about it. We all know people who have incredible, amazing struggles going on in their life. Incredible. But no one knows anything about them. Not because that person doesn't ask for help for the people that they should ask for help, but instead that they don't advertise it to every single person. Like, I'm never shy to tell the people in my circle when I need help when I, you know, I'm feeling something or, you know, I've got something on my mind or there's something not so great going on in life, I'm not shy to tell my circle. But there's a difference between my circle that I tell that stuff to, my inner circle, you know, your, your closest friends, your family, I'll tell those people anything. But there are other people outside of that circle, in my case, my students, right, that they're not going to hear those things. 
They're not, I'm not going to know about, they're not going to know about that kind of stuff. It's not for them. It doesn't have to be. And in those moments, it's important that we can compartmentalize, that we can take that discomfort and put it away for a little while. We can keep it within. Think about it, if you're a parent, think about it in reference to your children. Like, I know, for example, you guys know my nephew Kai was here. And it's not as as though when Kai was here, everything was all rainbows and butterflies. It's not like everything went absolutely perfect and that everything wasn't, uh, it was incredible. No, there was plenty of other things going on in his life, in our life, uh, in, in our circle all around us, where there was plenty of other things that weren't going great. But I wasn't about to advertise to him when those things weren't going well. I was going to keep those things to myself because those weren't for him to worry about. Those weren't the type of things he needed to concern himself with. Instead, I wanted him focused on all the nice, happy things. I wanted him to keep thinking about the happy things. That's, as a parent, I mean, I know, like, you know, as an adult now, I can look back at different times in my my life when things may have been going on in my parents' lives where there was, you know, arguments, there was times where they were fighting against, you know, all sorts of difficult circumstances in life. And when they were fighting against those difficult circumstances, I knew nothing about it. They, When I was a kid, they didn't teach me about it. They didn't include me in those things, nor should they have. It wasn't my place. But I also didn't know anything was wrong. I, they left that to themselves. They kept it where they were able to be stoic around me. Around me, they still put on their happy faces, like all was fine in the world and that there was no struggle or difficulty. Don't get me wrong. When there were things I needed to know about, they included me, of course. You know, when, when there were things, you know, uh, of that ilk that, that were my business, that, that were my station in life to know and to be a part of, I got included. And we certainly should do that. But there's other times we have to be able to compartmentalize. We have to be able to take the discomfort, we have to be able to take the uncomfortable things, and we have to take them out of our mind, or, or more accurately, keep them only in our mind and not there for anybody else. That's that's like a really, really big deal, right? Like, think about it. If you guys know the people in your life where every single time you're with them, there's going to be some kind of complaining about something. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, we have that circle that we vent to. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people who... You see their number is calling you, and you're like, oh, right? You instantly make that deep sigh because you know this conversation is not going to be a fun one. You know they're going to be complaining about a bunch of stuff. But again, for what? Why are they not keeping that to themselves? Sometimes sometimes we got to be there for our friends, and sometimes they need advice and that kind of stuff, and that's all well and good, and that's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people who can't go to the coffee shop in the morning without having something to complain about the the experience at the coffee shop. Everything breeds some kind of some kind of complaint, some kind of uh, 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 frustration. 
right? Don't get me wrong. When there's the real things we need advice on or we need venting on or those type of things, that's something else entirely, right? But again, to the right people, right? I mean, there are certain people you're going to interact with on a daily basis that don't need to know about when things aren't going the greatest. And like I said, I, I use my parents as an example. There were plenty of times I didn't need to know about stuff that, that wasn't going perfect for them. That's okay. That, that's definitely okay. And I'm sure when they needed help, when they needed advice, they had people they turned to. But I wasn't them because I was the child and they were the parent. Now, the better question becomes, how do we build this ability? I want to go back to fatigue because I think fatigue is the greatest way to build this skill for yourself. You can build this skill, this stoicism skill, the easiest with fatigue because you can do it every single day. Every single day, you could do some kind of workout to exhaust yourself to the point where you're feeling it, where you would love to make the, you know, all sorts of moans and groans about how tired you are. You would love to let everybody know how tired you are. That's, that's a great opportunity because every time we have that moment there, that's an opportunity for us to either let everybody in the world know, rah, rah, make all these moans and groans, right? And, oh, oh man, oh, about how tired we are. And let everybody and their mother know how tired they are. Or we could just keep it to ourselves. We could just practice keeping it inward. And I think that's the right thing. I'll go into another story here for a moment. Again, someone who did the exact opposite, right? I had this young man who used to work for me. And a great kid, comes from a great family. You know, I, I watched him grow up. I, you know, I have nothing but love for him. But he was to crack me up because if he were going across the mat and he stubbed his toe on the base of a bag, man, three states over, you would know that he had just smashed his toes because he'd be rolling around on the ground, holding his toes, moaning and groaning, all this stuff about his, his pinky toe that he hit on the bag. Meanwhile... This same guy would go and spar with anybody. He would go to headquarters and he'd go with, you know, Lyman Good, who is, you know, that, that demon of nightmares who doesn't matter how many times you punch him or kick him, he just keeps coming forward. <laughs> and he could go with Lyman Good and have Lyman Good punching him and right in his face and exhausting him and landing shots at him, and he wouldn't register it at all. <laughs> so he, he kind of got the message. He kind of got the message of keeping himself stoic. But the thing for us to do is practice that ability. I think training, it's, in my opinion, it's the, great, it's the greatest tool for so many unsung benefits. There's so many things in exercise that people don't think about as a benefit of exercise, but that are. Right? And this is just one, one fabulous bonus gift is simply that we're presented with the opportunity to make ourselves uncomfortable, to make ourselves feel all this discomfort. 
And when all we want to do in the world is show that discomfort, all we want to do is let it out for everybody else to know about it so that we can vent it out, be stoic. Keep it to ourselves. Think about the results that it would have, of course, in self-defense. Of course, by practicing that ability to keep it in so that if, God forbid, we ever were in a self-defense situation, someone did land a punch or kick, we could rob their confidence by simply taking away any reaction. Right? On the other hand, think about what it could do for life when we're faced with those moments where we have those things that we have to internalize. That, you know, there aren't, there's times in our, in our life and moments in, throughout our day where it's not the time to share those things. Listen, there are plenty of times that before we go to work, we have these absolutely crazy days and all this crazy stuff happens and all this upsetting stuff happens and all the stuff that leaves you upset. But think about what it would do to you and everybody around you and your environment at work if everybody came in and they left all that garbage right on the forefront of their mind and they put it right out there in the forefront for everybody. Man, what a terrible, terrible environment that would be. It would be so negative. Right? Instead, we have to be able to build that poker face a little bit. We have to be able to use that poker face a little bit. So I imagine if you're a person listening to this podcast, I imagine that you are a person who trains several times a week. If not, start. <laughs> we'll start with that. But what I want you to do then, if you're one of those people that I imagine you are, who trains multiple times a week, I want you to take this week and focus on being stoic. Focus on getting yourself to the point where you're exactly ready, where you are completely ready, I should say, to just let everybody in the world know how much you're feeling it, how tired you are, how exhausted you are. Where all you want to do is moan, ah, ah, oh man, oh man, I'm so tired, ah. In your body language, you want to crumple up into a ball, you want to curl up and advertise it on your face, just how tired you are. When you're feeling that way, use that moment. Swallow that, that feeling. Tuck it back inward. Put it back inside. Be stoic and keep that to yourself. And practice for all those other moments that you're going to need exactly that skill. That's what I want you to do this week. Because if you do that, if you practice that skill, it's only going to get better. It's going to become more second nature. And that's not to say that we're going to swallow our feelings always and forever. It's going to say that in those moments when it's appropriate to be stoic, when it's appropriate to keep something to ourselves, we'll have built that skill that much better. We'll have made it. So that's just part of our arsenal, part of what we do. Let's do that. Let's build that mindset. Let's build that skill where when it's not the time, when it's time to be stoic, when it's time to keep things in, whether it be pain and self-defense or fatigue when working out or stress in life or you know uncomfortable moments in life or at work, that we're able to simply keep those in. Let's do that. Let's build that skill this week. And let's leave this week that much better at it.
So, that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram. I am at sensei underscore leonelli. You can spell leonelli L-E-O-N-E-L-L-I. You can find me on Facebook. I'm Sensei James Leonelli. You can, excuse me, find my school online at tsksmithtown.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at tsmma underscore smithtown. Uh, On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash tigershulmansmithtown. You can uh, find the podcast on Instagram at tsmithtownpodcast. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. And uh, as always, guys, please make sure you subscribe so you get new episodes every every Wednesday. I don't want you guys to miss a one. Wherever you are leave, uh, wherever you are listening, please make sure you leave a rate and a review. I love to hear feedback from you guys. I'd love to hear more about what you guys would love to hear about. Uh, and also, most importantly, make sure you share the podcast. Just help spread the message. Help get it so, again, the audience grows. The more the audience grows, the more this positive mindset grows. Thank you for that, guys. As always, until next time, my friends, I'll see you guys on the mat.